Hey everyone, welcome back to the Locked In Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Jeremy. And it's been a minute since I've been with you guys. Yeah, it's How been was... two weeks. Well, okay. Almost three. Well, more. we had a week off. Yeah. And then it was me and I was gone. Week. It was just Jeremy. Yeah. Which was probably great. Yeah. You, I'm sure you thought it was great. I thought not it was fantastic. Them, not you. It was phenomenal. The listeners thought it was great. Yes. I think we're still a five-star podcast. So I haven't checked in a while, but I would believe so. I'm not going to check again. Because then we'll just stay five stars in my head. <laughs> That'll Fair. be the best. Fair. All uh, right. But we are excited. We have a special guest today. <gasps> and we've had guests on here before. We have. We have. Yep. Mallory and Avon Addison and Kaylee and Bethany and... Mallory? I thought Mallory. Mallory was on it. I think Mallory's on it. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think she was. <laughs> but today we have our first guest who's not a part of calvary what <laughs> which is very exciting what okay you seem astounded i am this is like this is jumping beyond the calvary borders you know <laughs> this is fantastic i don't know where to take this jeremy's <laughs> a lot more um taken aback than i thought he'd be yeah uh, but today we have with us scott crownover what's up guys which is very exciting so you might know Scott from a couple of different areas. So a couple of years ago, actually, CSM went to a church out in Ann Arbor. It's called the Green Room. Mm-hmm. And we helped. I think we served food before the service that's started. That's right. That's right. You did. Yeah. And so that was that was Scott's church. Yeah. Scott and his wife, Denise, and many wonderful people out there. That's right. I remember you guys came out. Yeah. That so if awesome. you were part of CSM and you went to Ann Arbor with us, that's who you saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's his name. That's the church. Yep. Uh, if you've been a part of Hiawatha, Scott's been a speaker. How long have you spoken at Hiawatha? Oh, I think uh, last year was my eighth year. Your eighth year? <laughs> I think it was. Okay. I think it was eight years. I knew it, it's been it longer than I've been around Hiawatha. I know that. Moment. Oh, has it really? Mm-hmm. So we started before you started there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It so just it, feels like you've always been there. Well, that's so nice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> we didn't know you for the first, I right. mean, for the first couple of years. <laughs> it took a while. You hung out in the other table. Yeah, right. You never came to <laughs> say hi. That's but yeah, so he's he was the week that CSM went to Hiawatha this past summer. Scott was our speaker mm. at Teen Week Two, yeah. so that was exciting. So we are very glad that he is with us today, yeah. and that he's going to share a lot of amazing things with you. I think okay. your life will be totally different by the end of this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> very true. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> no, I don't feel it at all. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, All right, so we're going to start with something. This might be the most important thing we do this entire podcast. This yeah. is where you learn. I'm ready. Yeah, this right is here. it. This is it. So we're going to start, and we always start our guests with the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I know we've done Would You Rather in the past, but, and you know, I might throw one of those in. We'll see how I we feel. Might. Yeah. But we're going to start with two truths and a lie with Scott. Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right. So, All right. So we are ready. I, I, I want to hear what are two truths and a lie. Okay. And, and we're going to give you a second to think about it, but then Jeremy and I are going to try to guess what the lie is. Okay. This could be really interesting. All right. So, I oh, be. I have to fool you. All right. Um, let's see here. <laughs> um, all right. Here's one. I, I broke my arm when I was 12. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, I have, uh, I've been a backup singer for an Elvis impersonator. Ooh. Okay. Wow. And uh, I'll see another one. Oh, I've I've been to every major league baseball park except for one. No way. <laughs> I hope that is that is the lie. 
I'm hoping because that's like my dream. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still have that too. Yeah, it doesn't take away yeah. from your it's dream. Not, life is not high, dude. It just because I have it doesn't mean you don't, you don't get a slice. That's you know, fair. I'm that's sure fair. there's right. at least right. one person in the world that's been to all the baseball parks by now. That oh, is there. True. Uh, I, which, oh, I, I'm I sure there's many, but yeah. I know that there's people that have done it all within one season. Which is yeah, how do you pay for that? That's, that's expensive. That's all right, crazy. so you guys think what do you think the lie is? All right, broke your arm when you were twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you're a backup singer for an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, and you've been to all the major league baseball parks except for one. Yeah, wow. Jeremy, what do you think the lie is? You know, if I had to think, or if I had to guess. I would say. I think you do have to think. <laughs> I think I do have to think and guess. And you do actually. have to guess to be yes. honest. I'm going to say that you didn't break your arm when you were 12. Okay. What about you? Honestly, that's the one I was going to say because I thought it was a little too precise. I think you broke your arm at a different age. Oh, okay. Mm. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that, yeah. <laughs> people break their arms. Yes, that happens. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's people fun. tell different ages from this game. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Scott. All right. What was true and what was the lie? All right. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy, you're gonna be glad to know this. Oh. I have not been to every Dang. stadium. Okay. All right. Uh, except for one, I've been to probably six or seven. So, okay. So All I right. did uh, break my arm when I was 12 on a swing set, and I uh, that's pretending classic. I was Mary yeah. Mary Lou Retton, uh, and, and that's a, a gymnast in the 1984 Olympics. Um, and then I also <laughs> I also did uh, I also was a Elvis or a backup singer for an Elvis impersonator. Wow. For, I, for a while. I think it's very funny that that didn't even make us flinch. <laughs> 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 we were both just like, oh, yeah, no, that happened. No, you absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you guys took that with stride. Like, that's right. I know. I was like, like okay, that I that's can believe that. That's part for the course. Yeah. <laughs> None of you thought that was the lie. <laughs> Wait, that's real. That, that's I it. love it. That happened. Yeah. That's it. Wow. All right. That was fun. You know, that was good. That keeps my that keeps my dream alive. No, no, you know? I know. Now you so, can you can still do yeah, it. Yeah, that's still there. Yep. Still available. Yep, yep. I like that dream, Jeremy. By the oh, way, I love baseball. That is so, so. cool. Wait, yep. so you said you've been to six or seven? Yeah, I mean, I'm Wh- just which ones about, have you been to? Well, I mean, what, I've can been, you name? Well, I could. I've been to Comiskey Park. I've been to. For uh, those of us who Tiger. are obviously complete MLB nerds. Well, I don't think it's everything. even Comiskey Park <laughs> anymore. I think it's Cellular Field, maybe. Uh, it's the White Sox. Okay. White Sox, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, Add the I've team because the cu- I, I knew this. I just I well, forgot. We'll just, then we'll just right say now. the names of the... Then we'll just the ball clubs. The <laughs> there Cubs, we go. And then Seattle. And when I lived out in Seattle. And then I've been Ooh. to a couple fields out in California. And then... Um, well, of course, Tigers Comerica. and then Comerica yep. Park. And then I don't know if you count, like, would you think Tiger Stadium and then Comerica Park? Those yeah, those are two, two separate ones. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and a few around the Midwest. And so, yeah, I don't think I've nice. ever been to a Florida team or anything like that. I think I've been to a Reds game. Ooh. Have you been to any minor league stadiums? No. And that's, well, I think I have, but I don't remember it. But I want to go to a minor league game um, yeah. next year for yeah. sure. You should go see the Tigers. Indianapolis Indians. Uh-uh. Toledo Mudhens. Okay, well that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely, I haven't been to a Mudhens game. And I All the Tigers prospects are there, and it's wonderful. Oh yeah, so it's fun. All right. Yeah. No, the Indians. It's interesting. Their stadium looks almost just like Comerica Park. It's so bizarre to me. Does really? Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Green seats. Like which I one mean, came first? Comerica opened in two thousand. Honestly, I have no idea when. Well, <laughs> victory we're gonna field have to, like, we're gonna have to come back at that. I guess. 
Have you been to their game? I have. Okay, I, I've been to quite a few. Okay. So the cool part about minor league games are when the team is really good, the tickets are still under 20 bucks. So yeah. you can yeah. go see them whenever you want. That's great. And you can decide much. like, and I hey, hear there's, that, a, there's a game tonight. I'm going to go watch. And, and I hear the atmosphere is amazing. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, it, it's cool. They, they built it in a really cool part of the city, which is fun, because Lucas Oil Stadium, the football stadium, it's like there, but it's kind of on the outskirts versus – Victory Field is like right in the city, and that's right. like really really cool. So, I don't know. I, it's a it's a great atmosphere, and they have a lawn. You know, I'll, I know some of the stadiums still have it. Most of the major league stadiums have gotten rid of their lawn. I think right. right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. You can sit out in the outfield, and I mean you're like right above like just the get wall. Get a blanket out there. Yeah. And, just, you know, nice. and it's like a five dollar ticket. Nice little picnic. Fun. <laughs> Fun. All right. So I want to give. I'm going to give a would you rather because oh, I'm all for it. I'm here. Yep. And you're here. And Jeremy's <laughs> here. So we got to do it. Hey, how's it going, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, so I'm, I'm bringing. Want. I'm bringing one back. Okay. This is. This is back from another guest. So, <laughs> I just scrolled to our old notes and I found one. So, <laughs> the, see this. I don't know if this one's good or not, this. but. This is probably one of the grosser ones, and that's fine. Oh, I love geez. it. I love it. Would you rather walk around with macaroni and cheese between your toes all <laughs> the time? Like forever? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like forever. Yeah. Like whether you're barefoot or you have socks on. Yeah. There's always macaroni and cheese squishing between your toes. Okay. Okay. And not just the noodles, with the cheese. With okay. the cheese. With the cheese. Yeah, right, right. Or every time you talked, Doritos fell out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before you even answer, I don't know if there is a good answer. Yeah. So that no, I don't think there's a right answer. Correct. There has probably a good answer, but I don't think there's any right answer. I think the True. answer for me would be the macaroni and cheese, though. Yeah. Really? That's yeah, what I said absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yep. And really? I think of that mostly for my wife's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, that's fair. It would be it would be disastrous. Just, she wouldn't have married me in the first place. <laughs> I feel like you'd have to get like. You have to wear like really thick socks all the time. Absolutely. Because it would just oh, like yeah. ooze through. Yeah. You know, it'd yeah. be really bad. Yeah. And I was I was Gross. actually thinking about the sound of what it would sound oh. like when you were walking. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I don't that. know about that. Like who yeah, who came up with that question? That's <laughs> I think I did. Eric did. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love it. All right. So we are gonna move into what we think is okay, maybe this is the more important part. All right. Yeah, Jeremy shrugged. Yeah, he said maybe. I, I, I think I think that's a fair statement. All right, so if you go to the green room out in Ann Arbor, um, whatever space they're in, when you walk in, um, you guys have a, I think it's technically a chalkboard, mm-hmm. but in my head it's like a painting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's designed really cool. And on it it says God is an artist. Yeah, and hmm. as long as I can remember, I I think you've had that specific one, but if not, you've had something for sure. That has always said right when you walk in, God is an artist, yeah. and that really defines that space. Yeah, it, it defines you guys. It defines us, but it defines that space for sure. You walk in, okay, God's an artist. So we want to start by asking the question, and not in a negative way, but we want to hear kind of the behind the scenes. Yeah, why do you say that God is an artist? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. It's interesting thing about the, I think what you're you're referring to is um, there is this this big kind of a plaque which has this like uh, all these 
like pieces, mm -hmm. porcelain pieces all over it. And what, one time what we did was we invited people into the green room and then we had them pick out a beautiful porcelain mm. piece. Like, and you get to keep, you know, we told them you get to keep this. So pick out one that you really, really like. And they would pick it out. And then we told them they had to smash it against a wall. And we sma I can't remember what the message <laughs> was all about, but you had to smash it against the wall. And then later on, somebody put all those together. Wow. And uh, says, God is an artist. Basically, I think what we were talking about, God can take the broken pieces mm -hmm. of our lives and, mm. and make something wonderful and beautiful and creative out of it, right? And uh, so we've always believed that, uh, that God is an artist. And the reason why we believe it is... And I think it comes right from the beginning of the Bible, right from the beginning mm -hmm. of the Bible. Um, and when I say the beginning, I mean literally the <laughs> beginning. I mean the first five yeah. words of Scripture. In the beginning, God created. And mm. so we see right from the beginning, before anything else, before the writer, the author, the poet of Genesis wants us to know anything else about God. I mean, he could have said anything. The writer could have said anything. Before mm -hmm. he wants to know anything about God, the first thing, he wants us to know is that God is an artist, that God mm. is a creator, mm. and that everything pours out of his creativity, his love, his grace, his peace, his mercy, his everything you can think about God, every, every aspect of God pours out of his creativity. God is an artist mm. first and foremost. And when, when we saw that, it's like, wow, you know, if, if, God is an, if God is an artist, then that kind of changes everything. And if everything pours out of his artistry, then if we're going to start this movement called the Green Room, it has to be, it has to be all about him being an artist. Mm -hmm. But the cool thing about it is that in, the, in, in chapter 2, not long after that, mm -hmm. we see that, of course, God creates human beings. And he doesn't create human beings, but he creates them in his image. Mm -hmm. And so every one of us is created in the image of God and who is God? God is an artist and we are all artists. Every single one of us hmm. is an artist simply for being a human being. If you're born on this planet as a human being, you are an artist. Now it's hard for people to grasp and, put mm -hmm. and, yeah. and wrap their minds around, but uh, that's scriptural truth. Mm. And uh, what is, and then so at the green room, we basically say, what does that mean? What does it mean for us all to be artists, to be, to be creative in this world? So mm. that's, yeah, that's really where it comes from. Yeah. Um, and and actually, the truth is, is that most um, we start off believing that. Hmm. I've never met any any kid, little kid, that didn't think they were God's gift to the creative community. Every mm -hmm. kid believes that they are an artist, a creative artist. Every one of them. And our our refrigerator is just filled with pictures from Brady, Brady, and every our mm -hmm. kid, all of our kids. They all believed growing up that they were artists. And somewhere, somewhere around, I don't know, probably it was middle school, somewhere around middle school, almost always is, mm -hmm. where some, where there, there were, were kids were put in boxes. Like, you're an artist and you're not an artist. Mm -hmm. You're creative, you're not creative. <laughs> uh, you know, this is where you should go, this is not where, you know, it's that, it's that kind of a thing. Uh, and, um, and we lose our artistry, we lose our creativity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I think I think that's where where we begin to see ourselves as not artists, as not mm. creative, as not image bearers of the living God, mm. as something different. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's that's why we believe that God is an artist. Wow, I, I love that. So you, when you were talking about how like every kid, it kind of grows up that way. You said about middle school. Yeah. It made me think. Well, when I was in sixth grade, that's when they took away recess, and not that that means mm -hmm. anything. You know, recess isn't like the <laughs> defining factor, put recess back in high school, you know, <laughs> or into high school for the first time. Yeah, but yeah. it's that like 
in my head, that's kind of like a defining piece for like everything else. Yeah. Like, okay, the recreation is done. Yes. Now let's get down to business. Yeah. And I don't, I I think I'd agree with you. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what this whole cycle of weeks has been about for us, community and creativity. It's that recognition that we've kind of leaned into this lifestyle that misses out on a lot of what God has for us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I love that. And I know that's where a lot of our, our listeners are coming from. They're, middle school their high school and maybe you're listening and you're like yeah i really miss recess <laughs> and i'm here to say that's probably a good thing yeah i miss recess yeah. absolutely yeah you need to find recess moments in your life we need to incorporate recess somehow in life yeah maybe maybe here at work at church try that try that out yeah daily recess 3 three fifteen. wonder how much productivity would be done at that point you know, I, I could go on a rabbit trail with that. We really and could. And I, I could answer that question, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go to yeah. our next question. I think there are a lot, by the way, I do think there are a lot of companies that are entering recess mm-hmm. into their work oh, yeah. environments. Really? Now. Wow. Uh, you know, whether it whether it's like a Google or what, the yep. big companies. That's what I thought of it is, it is, a you know, there is, needs to be some play time uh, to allow our minds to, to create Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've been really stressed, and someone told me to like lately, recently, take some time and like, don't do anything. And I got a good night's sleep, and I started playing video games for the first time. And the next day, mm-hmm. I had like seven ideas, yeah. and I haven't had like a good idea yeah. in a while. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Like maybe, you know, my funk is over, and the person was like, or maybe you were just like, got to play and have fun, yeah. <laughs> like reinvigorated yeah. your mind. That's true. Yeah, and it was really yeah. good. Yeah. So why? I want to take this and like move it a bit more precisely is the only word I have. Yeah. Why do you think Christians lean into that? So to me, it kind of makes sense why, you know, someone who doesn't believe in God, someone who doesn't say, yeah, Genesis is part of my holy book, why they would take recess out, why they say, no, we got to get down to business. We got to be good at math and science and you got to get a job and you got like, that makes sense. Why do you think that Christians follow Mm. into that? Mm -hmm. Why do Christians say that? art or creativity is for Mm -hmm. the artists Mm -hmm. and everyone else is just not creative Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that? Mm -hmm. I think uh, one of the reasons why we don't, um, we don't step into that or um, uh, maybe we don't, we don't think about it or we don't um, take it as seriously is I think one of the reasons we just, it's easier when it's easier to put people in categories. Um, You're this and you're that you're not this, you're not that Mm -hmm. it's just easier. Uh, but I also, I think one of the, maybe the reasons is that uh, what would happen if everyone thought of themselves as an artist? Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing for yeah. churches to think about. Mm-hmm. What would happen if everyone thought that they were creative? What if happened when everybody thought uh, they had a say or mm-hmm. that God had put the, in so- something in them where they mm-hmm. could, um, mm-hmm. you know, they could do, they could ask, and this is, uh, they could ask the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And because I think that's what an artist is. So I don't know if we're ever going to talk about that, but I think what an artist is, is somebody who asks what if hmm. and then and then does something about the what if every yeah. every, you know, musician or every actor or every poet always asks what if what if I could hmm. what if I could say it this way? What if I could hmm. draw it this way? What if I could paint it this way? What, if, you know, the what ifs, the what ifs, what ifs and hmm. those what ifs aren't just 
you know, on a canvas. Those what ifs just are on stage. Those are what ifs are in life. <laughs> and what if the church asked what if is a very <laughs> scary question. And but the thing is, is that if you look throughout history, it's the gr- it's the greatest theologians, it's the it's the greatest pastors, it's the greatest people of Christ that have asked the what ifs. <laughs> right? You think of Martin Luther King Jr. He mm-hmm. asked the what if. What if what if there was a world that looked different than yeah. the world that we live today? Yeah. I mean, you can just go through all of history. And you can see it's all the what ifs that change the course of church for the better. And um, I think it's a scary thing. I think it's a scary thing when you give pe- people the, the freedom to ask their what ifs. Mm-hmm. And at the Green Room, we, just, we always just wanted people to have the freedom to ask what if. Yeah. What would that look like if we did it like that? And, you know, sometimes just like art, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't work, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. It falls yeah. flat on its yeah. face. But that's what it means to be, you know, that's what it means to be vulnerable, you know, creativity is being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, this might not work and that's okay. It's not going to stop my what ifs. Um, So I think the simple answer is it is it's simpler. We can put people in boxes. Let's do, you know, we have a date and we have a church thing to do and we can just do it. But I really think deep down underneath we're we may be afraid that we give if we give people the freedom to ask those creative questions where would that go? Where would that lead? What questions would mm-hmm. they ask? Um, yeah, so that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's mind's just, been blown. I'm just, I'm thinking of all these things now too. But mm. I, I will say going back to like the what ifs that you were talking about, it just got me to start thinking like, wow, what if this could be the, perfect community that we need for our youth That's this right. can be the perfect That's what right. if what if what can what can happen from this yeah and yeah. um also another a side note you spoke on vulnerability you know mm-hmm. that we need to be vulnerable i can't agree more that mm-hmm. that's such a vital aspect to creativity to mm-hmm. community what we're what we're talking about right now and i <laughs> was spot on uh, yeah, I I don't even know what else yeah. to say to that. I mean, yeah, it's great. If you don't know those listening, we're going to be interviewing Scott also on the Cultivate Youth podcast here live at CSM. Honestly, later today from mm-hmm. where we're recording now. Right. So maybe tune in. We might get into this later on mm. on some of those things. But when you, I love that you brought in fear. I mean, I know we talked about vulnerability. We've talked about vulnerability. Yeah. Here as part of being creative, but that other side of the fear of those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think of, it's probably one of my favorite quotes. It's a really common quote, but it's initially by Nelson Mandela and it's been stolen by like 600,000 other people, but mm-hmm. it was originally by him. Um, if you don't know who he is, I would Google him. His story is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he said that our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, but it's that we are powerful beyond measure. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and can I say that yeah. that, is often the opposite of what the church tells us. Yeah. Mm. Can I just say, is that okay to say that on this? Yeah. That it is opposite of the, what the world tells us. The world, uh, and not the world, even the church. The church tells us, you're, it, often the church is the one that keeps us in the corners, mm-hmm. that keeps us in, in the box. Yeah. And, and for us to know that we are, what's, what, what does he say? What's the end? Um, it's that, it's not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. Powerful beyond measure. If people knew that, if they realized mm-hmm. that, if everyone got the concept, the be- if they not only knew it here, but they knew it here, 
Um, you know, the Bible says that all the time, everywhere, yeah. right? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. I mean, just over and over again, we are more powerful than we ever imagined. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I, I think, so I got to speak at the green room like two weeks ago yeah. and I, I finished, I wrapped up the Holy Spirit job, series. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll talk to you about it later. I okay. think it was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I, I love that because, you know, some people may hear that quote and they think, well, no, I'm a sinner. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. That was like the beginning of the story. Yeah. Now that you've been redeemed as a saint and you have the Holy Spirit inside yeah. of you, yeah. that's the power. Yeah. You know, that's right. With the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are powerful beyond yeah. measure. Yeah. And that is true. And that is what we believe. And remember, just at the very beginning, once again, very beginning, we were created in the image mm-hmm. of the living God. Image yeah. of the living God. We are created in the image of the living God. And we, God created us blessed. If you looked at it, we're very good and blessed and created in his image. All of that right at the beginning. Yeah, mm-hmm. we start a little bit later in the story. We start yeah. when everything yeah. falls apart. Right. But at the very beginning, man, we know who we are. We're more powerful than we ever imagined. <laughs> and with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, mm. nothing can stop us. Oh. I, I love this. That's this so good. Is so good. I wish we could make this podcast go for like three hours. I but think we could. Thankfully, <laughs> we got more podcasts coming. Um, we'd encourage you guys. That is all the time we do have now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But we'd encourage you to check out the Cultivate Youth podcast. Uh, another interview with Scott will be on there, and some Q and A with our students will be on there. We got quite yeah. a bit coming, and we have some other episodes on there. Um, the Cultivate Youth is a great podcast. I mean. Mm. I'm a little biased, but I think it's great. I'm not. It's fantastic. Jeremy's, awesome. Jeremy's not biased. <laughs> no, Jerry's that not. podcast is great. This podcast is five stars. You don't need to disagree with us. We're doing a great. Truth. We're doing great things. <laughs> Both of our reviewers gave us five stars. Okay, so you can't beat that. All two of That's them. That's right. All two of them. Was it you right. two? No, one of them was my mother. It was oh, not. <laughs> one of one of them was me. I trust her. Yes. <laughs> one, you. one of them was me. Actually, Sean did too. We had three. We have oh, three five-star reviews. All right. Right. All right. Only yeah. one yeah. is going biased. up still. Yeah. yeah, it's good. We're getting there. But thanks for listening. Uh, Scott, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank and you guys. Thanks, man. Thanks that was for listening. Awesome. See you next week. Have a good week.